Hey, welcome back to the Knuckle Dragon Billy Goat Review with Mike and Josh. I'm Mike. I'm Josh. All right, so we uh, it's been a long, awesome journey so far, and we think what we're going to do this Sunday morning is just kind of fucking wing it. <laughs> oh, wing it, baby, wing it. Yeah, it's early. Um, Josh is back to doing his old soccer coaching stuff. Or no, are you coaching or are you just uh, refereeing? I'm refereeing. I was supposed to be coaching, but uh, we didn't have enough kids in the league, and they said we can. Uh, they're going to make me an assistant coach, and I was like, "Nah, I'm cool. I'm cool with that. I'll get drug into being an assistant coach anyways." But I just don't want the uh, the title of being the assistant. I guess. Nice. Is that paid or unpaid? The coaching is unpaid. The refereeing is paid. So that is why I'm going to stick with the refereeing. And it's still a thousand dollars per game to ref. Yeah, yeah, at least that much. Sometimes two thousand. I'm, I'm going to be a millionaire this year. <laughs> just just keep refereeing games, man. Yeah, keep on keeping on. Realistically, what is it, like six bucks? Uh, it depends on the league and the game and, and whatnot. Like I said, it could be anywhere between 20 and uh, 70 at least. Usually about 45 is about what I get. Oh, that's not bad for an, what, an hour of your time. Yeah, usually, unless you're sitting there chasing like 18-year-old boys around, and then that sucks. That's what I had to do a couple weeks back, and my ankle is shot. Wait, were you still at the soccer thing, or is this something else? No, I was still at the soccer. I was a assistant ref, and they had like a, a college showcase or whatever, so they had like all these 18-year-old kids from local high schools, and then had a couple out-of-state ones. I think I had one from Pennsylvania and, and Kentucky. Kentucky's not really out-of-state. It's like a mile and a half away, but... We'll just say that's out of state too, but oh, okay. Well, that's not bad, Danny. I got confused. I didn't know if you were going back to your roots with the chasing eighteen-year-old boys. <laughs> well, oh, I was waiting for the joke. It took you a little longer to set it up than I thought, but yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I was getting there. I was getting there. I had to set that up. Hey, slowly but surely. Hey, I, while I got you on here, congratulations, Michael. Just uh, just finished his Master of Business Administration. Yeah, no more homework. Hell yeah, getting. What are you gonna do with all that free time? Um, well, what I've been doing recently with all the extra free time is, uh, I actually finally bought a TV and put it in the bedroom, and I've been going to bed earlier and watching TV in bed. <laughs> nice. Now, do you have like cable, or you do like a lot of these other folks do, kind of like what we do? We have like Netflix and Hulu and all these other different. Um, describe why don't i say describer subscription services yeah we do a we do a real hard uh netflix subscription we don't have uh we don't have good internet here so all i have here is just like a verizon mobile hotspot we i live out in the country yes you do you live out in uh bfe and for you guys that don't know what bfe stands for it means bumfuck egypt yeah yeah i'm like uh probably two and a half almost three miles from the from a main road and then from the from the main town i'm um you could tell about in the country because that's a town um let's see we're probably five or six miles from town and i have goats so i've also taken uh you know springs coming around the corner so i've already been working in the field and getting uh getting the goats situated we uh we did a burn you know so we burn off some of the dead grass and stuff, and one of the one of the fires got a little out of the hand, so I had the kids running back and forth with water, and we had walkie talkies, and it was pretty fun for a moment. <laughs> yeah, until until you like burn down all of uh, all of uh, Illinois. 
Yeah, I know. I was like, get the hose. We got to go. <laughs> I, I bet the kids are like, oh, my God, this is great. And then they're like, uh, this might be getting a little serious, Dad. Uh, this is kind of getting out of hand here. Oh, yeah. I had to break out the serious voice because we, we had walkie-talkies beforehand. We were just joking around with the walkie-talkies. And um, when serious time hit, I was like, yo, shut up on the walkie-talkie. Do not talk. This is a serious situation. Go get a knife. I have to cut this hose because we freaking burnt the hose and it melted it shut. So oh. water wasn't coming out, dude. I'd like <laughs> the hose was in the fire. I'm like, no, get the hose out of the fire. <laughs> so it was a it was a pretty fun debacle for a minute. <laughs> that was like a couple of weeks ago. We had a tornado down here, and where I was working at, um, they call on the radio. Oh, there's a tornado warning. Yeah, there's a tornado warning. Ah, oh, there's a tornado across the river. Like, sit where you're working. And my boss is like, uh, make sure you, all the people are where they need to be. I'm like, uh, if they're not smart enough to get to where they need to be, that's like Darwinism at its best. <laughs> you know, like, like yeah. I'm not, I'm not gonna go out because I was like in a small cart and it's, it's like the wind picked up and I was like, this is great. And it rained its ass off and it's been raining here and I bet it's been raining up there for like the past four months. Yeah, it's amazing. It's actually, I woke up this morning, it was actually um, sunny out, so I'm not really sure. Um, it rained yeah. all day yesterday, though. Oh, dude, I know, same here. That's what, uh, we, when did it start raining? Oh, uh, probably started raining about noon here yesterday, and we went, Cadence and I went with a, a friend of hers and a, another dad to go play, like, miniature golf somewhere, and it rained its ass off. And I was thinking, like, hey, it's raining, there's not going to be a ton of people at this place. Dude, it was, like, white trash paradise. It was like Walmart on steroids. It was so awesome. It was so oh. great. It was so great. Yeah, that makes for a good time. White trash paradise. Dude, it was it was awesome. Like I, I wish I had a cutoff shirt on. I didn't have my cutoff shirt on. I didn't have like kids like sneezing on shit. And I always go to those places. I don't know if you're like the same way, but I always go to those places and like if kids like run into me, dude, I just like shoulder check them. I was like, you know what? If you're not smart enough to say excuse me, like you gotta learn. No, I get, I know for sure. And I have a problem with other people's kids in general. So, I mean, if somebody's like not giving me the excuse me and bumping into me, I will hit other people's kids. I say stuff to them. <laughs> That's what, like yesterday, like I, I said something to this lady, like an older lady is like, oh, pardon me. She just looked at me. I was like, oh, sorry. Did I not say it loud enough? And she just looked at me. <laughs> I was like, jeez. I, yeah, I know. I shouldn't be allowed out in public sometimes. You should have been get, like, no, you're fine. It's it's okay to be a bitch. It's 2019. Bye. Yeah, no, no shit. Like, I mean, just like say excuse me. Like, I don't care. Like, you can be the biggest, rudest asshole ever, but just be like, excuse me. And I'd be like, okay. And then you can tell me whatever you're thinking. But yeah, I think I think people just get this sense about them. You know, they're like, oh, I'm so self-important. I'm like, dude, you're at a putt-putt place. Like, get off your high <laughs> horse. I, uh... We were at some, um, man, I don't know what it was. It was like a, a Christmas event like a year or two ago or something like that. And the, the kids were there. It was like a, a bunch of families and, uh, you know, everybody had their kids there. And they had all these little like Christmassy games where you had like snow, fake snowballs. And you could you could throw them at people like a fake snowball fight or whatever. And it, it was for the kids. Uh, obviously, adults weren't doing that. It was pretty lame. But so this one little kid, you know, kept throwing like these fake snowballs point blank into my kid's face. And, uh, you know, my kid came over and said something to me about it. And I watched this kid do it again. And I grabbed him and I was like, yo, I will hit you. 
I was like, I'm not your parents. I was like, do that again. I will hit you. <laughs> and he, he ran over to his parents <laughs> and uh, I could see him like, like he's upset crying and like pointing at me and they're looking over at me and I'm just looking at them, like nodding my head. Like I said that. <laughs> oh, that is great. That's like, Oh uh, yeah. Gosh, darn. What was it? It's probably like a decade ago. I think we we're having somebody's birthday party at a friend's house is a hell is when we lived in Missouri. But this little kid is wild, man. Like this little boy, he's like 18 now. And I vowed to this day, I'll tell you the story and I'll vow my promise to you that I, that I made to myself. But like this kid like went to go hit me in the nuts, dude. And I'm like, that's not cool, man. So he whacked me in the nuts. He, he finally got me, dude. I like grabbed him by like the nap of his neck. I was like, <laughs> if you ever hit me again, I was like, whenever you turn 18, I was like, I am going to fucking maul you. Well, lo and behold, I think the kid's almost 18 now. So uh, if you're Ooh. listening out there, kid, it's on. It's on like Donkey Kong. It's on. I don't, I don't give a shit. You grown now. We can throw fist. If you beat me up, I'll buy you a beer. If you beat me up, uh, I don't know, buy me a steak or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you better you better watch out, boy. You're 18 now. <laughs> Josh is going to be chasing you around the field. Come here, little yeah. boy. Come, Come here, here, boy. Hey, muscly arms. <laughs> 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 hey, hey, I got I got my blue belt in jujitsu now, so that means I just uh, got a different couple, different uh, color belt that I tie my gi together with. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, man! Congrats! I know you've been looking for a new belt to tie around your waist. Yeah, buddy, I finally found one. It's nice. Uh, maybe it's nice. Maybe after a little while, you'll get to change colors again. I know you like to match your socks. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. It'll be it'll be a few years until I can get some that match my socks. I wear black like my soul. Oh, really? You wear black socks? Yeah. Hell yeah. I've worn them ever since the Air Force. <laughs> no, no, dude. Me too. I also wear black socks only. Uh, no other color will do justice. No, it has to be black. If it ain't black, it's whack. Yeah, I'm also the chode at the gym that wears like, uh, you know, socks that are as high enough, high enough to cover your calves while you're wearing shorts at the gym. It's because I have skinny legs, but this makes them look bigger. Well, you gotta you gotta think about the circulation in your legs too. You know that's that's good. You're looking at your health there, dude. I haven't gone to a gym to like lift weights in the longest time. I have a gym membership, and I've probably been like I don't know five or six times in the last two years. I probably need to go a little bit more. The reason I do go is like because they have a massage chair, which is awesome, and a pool. Oh, Planet Fitness. Like, no, it's a it's Bob's Gym here. It's like a a local type gym. There's like four or five of them here. They're pretty nice pretty nice gym anyways but you see like the people in there that like get so like gung-ho i'm like oh man i'm gonna sit here and bench press like 500 pounds and their legs are like the size of a baseball bat oh that's what you want man that way if you ever need to you can rip your leg off and beat somebody with it you don't actually need that you know what i never thought about that but that's probably that's pretty good logic i like it i like well, it yeah yeah you get your upper half swollen enough that you can you can overpower your own leg and just rip it off really quick you can beat your leg off and then beat somebody with it <laughs> while beating off yeah yeah i mean that's why you get that big duh yeah. <laughs> would you think uh th there's no way these guys use like steroids it's just like straight eggs and stuff isn't it you know kind of like rocky oh no <laughs> fuck that they're definitely roiding out man some of these guys are roiding out i mean you you could tell the ones that roid out because they just have like unnatural muscle growth i mean you shouldn't have 
like uh what are the shoulder muscles called lats or whatever oh uh, not lats trap, traps like traps right yeah traps yeah you should yeah you shouldn't have traps that touch your ears okay that's not normal and if it's just one muscle group it's like oh okay so you clearly just injected that into your neck yeah so. you're like like here you go it's like you're just doing like neck exercises and that's yeah you know, that's kind of funny you know we always talk about different um topics on this show and things like that and this is one that I just thought of now. What about like professional sports? You know, you, you see these uh, players getting in trouble for PEDs, performing enhancing drugs, and they they want a fair and clean slate for these folks to uh, compete on. What are what are your thoughts on that, Mike? Should should athletes um, have to adhere by this? Well, I mean, it's um, they care about it until it's a trans person. And then they're like, no, that's just a, that's just your typical female with, you know, yeah, I know she has a dick, but look, she's the same. <laughs> All right. Hey, so that's, okay. Well, let's go down that avenue just in a second. Let's just go like, um, like Barry Bonds and folks like that. Well, we will touch on that because that's, I think that's a good one to talk about as well. But just like in particular, like, like Lance Armstrong, you know, he won seven Tour de France's and, and they come to find out he was like blood doping or something like that. Oh, yeah. He was juicing the whole time. They actually did a pretty good documentary on it. He juiced the entire time. There wasn't a time he wasn't juicing. And uh, I actually went back after watching that because they made a good point. They're like, watch him going up hills in those long endurance portions, everybody else, you can see the pain in their face as they're pushing through it. He showed no pain. He had nothing. He, he, he was just full blown juicing and was like, just pushing through it. He, he didn't feel a thing. He was like, this is no, this is totally fine. No, here we go up the hill for eight miles. It's yeah. fine. Can you imagine that? Like eight miles at like a, a 20 degree grade, just like, here you go. Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, you know, the big issue with Lance Armstrong again was, you know, he got he got cancer and he recovered from cancer so quickly and was back on the road again so quickly riding his bike and back to winning again so quickly. And, you know, he did all this promotional stuff about, you know, um, you know, uh, was it testicular cancer and. Um, he had the, uh, the wristbands and he made a lot of money yeah, off of that life, but, life, live strong. Was it live strong, life strong, something like that. Yeah. Something like that. But I mean, in reality, he was only able to do that stuff because he was, um, he was juicing. I mean, he was, he was taking, uh, some, some type of enhancing drug. I can't remember what it was though. Um, yeah, he used to, um, he used to go get tested and then right after he got tested, he would go into his trailer and stick a needle in it right before the race and then go. That's what he was doing. Yeah, you know what? And now, do you think that's wrong, though? I mean, we we pay to see athletes perform and perform well. Nobody likes a loser. Nobody likes anybody in the middle of the pack. Like we want winners. We pay athletes to win. So shouldn't they have the yeah. advantage to, I guess, quote unquote, juice or use performance enhancing drugs? I mean, nobody wants to sit here and let's just use baseball for the example, Mike. Um, you know, nobody wants to sit through nine innings of baseball and watch a one zero baseball game. People want to see homers like left and right. We want, we want to see like we saw in the late nineties, early two thousands with a, a Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa and Barry Bonds and these guys hitting, you know, 60, 70 home runs a year. We, yeah. we want to see that. So uh, why do you think people put such a, like a, hmm. I don't even know, like a moral implication on it. Like, Oh my gosh, I can't believe these guys are, using these type of drugs and they're getting paid millions of dollars a year 
I mean, could you imagine playing 162 games over what is it, five months, four months, something like that? Yeah, a baseball. I mean, you have to do something. Yeah, I want to see baseball players hit balls so hard they got to put uh, hockey rink, you know, glass around the outside, you know, because people are getting their heads blown off by baseballs. <laughs> you know, like you you can't play you can't play professional softball anymore because the balls are too big and they're hitting them as fast as bowling balls. It's like, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. So I, there's a couple different aspects to it. I think that maybe we haven't ever thought about. Um, one is to compete in that league. Let's say you open it up to all, all enhancing, whatever you want. The sky's the limit. Do whatever Roy, you want. Roids, you know, whatever, all, all, all sorts of drugs, legal, illegal. We'll just say everything, right? Yeah. I mean, do the baseballs get bigger? Do the bats get bigger? Because you're just going to be blowing bats apart. I don't know. Anyway, more realistically, I would say um, if we opened it up to everything, how does the average person get in there? Do they have to then accept the fact that to be a, in a professional league, you have to juice or you can't compete? You know, the normal person can't compete no matter what you have to juice. So, OK, so let's say that that's accepted. OK, you have to do that. OK, they're fine with doing that. Now, something that's not typically talked about is look at the the uh, health effects of these drugs that they take and and I don't have the the raw data in front of me or the even the statistics, but I know I've watched some things on it, read some stuff about it. And a vast majority of these people who juice um, that take these harder things to get, you know, bigger muscular, you know, structure, they have uh, heart problems to the max and you're more susceptible to cancer. So, I mean, do you want to take on the health risks along with that? And I think maybe the reason they say don't do it is not because of the advantage, but maybe because they don't want to promote unhealthiness of sorts. I mean, all those old, uh, all those old like WWE and WWF wrestlers, a lot of them have heart issues. The ones that were taking steroids, um, like they have heart attacks and stuff when they get older. I mean, their their hearts just, uh, I can't remember. There's a there's a medical thing for it, but yeah, it pretty much ruins your heart from what I understand. Yeah, like the yeah, I think with the steroids, you know, that's definitely one. And a lot of these guys too, with the uh, with the drugs and all that, you know, you see these guys with like the CET or CTE or something. Well, oh, gosh darn it, CTE, I believe, is what it is. Correct me if I'm wrong, but like the, what the football players get from getting hit too many times, you know, they 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 get these neurological diseases and they just freak out. And I, I kind of like what you came apart there with this, with you know, the common person wanting to get into sports and, and wanting to be professional. I think it leaves that kind of door open in a way saying, you know, if I just try hard enough, I think it's a real big ploy. My personal opinion is, you know, we pay these people millions of dollars for their sport. I don't care what they do. I just want to see them perform. If you want to sit there and just take roids, you know, if you want to take roids in between innings, go for it. It's your body. You're going to be screwed up in years to come. And I don't, I don't think necessarily, you know, this, the addition of steroids in a certain sports is not um, going to exponentially make you better. Like you have to have fine motor skills, to, like baseball, for example, you have to have fine motor skills to hit a ball. that's coming 95 miles an hour at you. Now that you have that more yeah. muscles, more that you have more muscles. Now, maybe you're able to hit more home runs as we saw from Sosa and McGuire, uh, Barry Bonds and other, other folks like that. They were taking uh, steroids and growth hormones and, and, and whatnot. Uh, like you were talking about with Lance Armstrong, you know, with his doping dope, 
kids are on the dope. It sounds like so old school. That sounds like some movies we'd see in school about don't take drugs. You'd be on the dope. Yeah. Marijuana's gateway drug. You'll be on it the is. dope before you know it. <laughs> Funnily enough, it says alcohol is the gateway drug now. I read an article on Facebook, so it has to be right. Oh yeah, it's probably really legit sourced yeah. out. I think it was from uh I think it was from like weedisawesome.com or something. <laughs> <laughs> I guess kind of changing topics. I know what we talked about before was just kind of going through some stuff and I, I like how this kind of segued into this, you know. Uh I know you've seen this and I see this all the time is, you know, I'm even, I have Facebook open right now. And I mean, this is how we communicate while we're talking on the show, you know, a lot of the times, yeah. probably at least 95% of the times, but I see these articles, you know, it's like, here's one nutritionists say that pizza is a healthier breakfast and cereal. And it's from like www.pizzerlovers.com. <laughs> how oh, can yeah. you take these arguments seriously you know we we have certain folks that listen to this show and i'm not going to call them out but they know who they are but it's like oh my gosh you know aliens are coming from um jupiter you know www.jupiteraliens.org <laughs> yeah i've got a yeah i got a big problem with those man i mean they work right i mean they do those because they found out that they work they work on stupid people i have uh unfortunately this is very unfortunate I have, uh, you know, I have some friends that actually share these posts and like you said, they know who they are, <laughs> but I mean, sometimes it's hard not to just roast these people, you know, um, sometimes I can just scroll on past it and not say a thing, but man, sometimes they just super buy into it and just, they'll make a long post along with this BS article. And I just gotta, I gotta chime in the <laughs> the sarcastic hey, hey, jerk in me yeah don't but don't you like it though like let's say i have one of those articles up and you say something to me and i'm like well this is the excuse i love like more than anything is that it's more so well how do you know the information you have is right i'm like <laughs> you know? well because mine's not coming from a source that has the bias in the title right <laughs> it's like like www antivaccines.com or gosh I, I think those are like the best ones well yeah i mean i used to um i used to work with a guy and i mean and, and, you know and honestly this goes for quite a few people and when they get into arguments with me like that and i present them with facts and they can inherently and almost immediately dismiss the facts you know or what i'm presenting as fact and they dismiss it and they give me the reason of, oh, well, they're in on it or that's not legitimate information or how do you know that that's legitimate? My, uh, I have a couple follow-up questions. One is, how do you know that what you have is legitimate? Okay. And two, um, what evidence would, would one have to present you for you to go against your own current belief and they usually cannot answer that i haven't had anybody be able to answer that no, because no, they're so not. ingrained in their own idea and it's like they don't want a legitimate they don't want to know you know and they're already so into their own idea their own opinion that they believe it so much that they'll say that anybody else is in on it or oh that that's not real you know what i mean so how do you what i just I simply ask what data would you need for you to go against what you currently believe and then they usually can't answer that no uh, of course not and they don't want to look at the facts in a, a very subjective way um more so with the evidence that we see out here or are so our so-called evidence that you know the, the news media is biased i mean what is it like 90 percent of the news is owned by like six companies 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The media. So, I mean, that that's taken out there. And even with academia, you know, that we sit here with papers, you know, you just got done with school. You know, you can't sit there and go to Wikipedia and write a page on uh, you could write a page about Wikipedia, maybe using Wikipedia as a source. But you're not going to sit there and write a term paper with Wikis Wikipedia links in it. You know what I'm saying? Because it's not a, no. it's not a credible source. It's not peer reviewed and things like that. But then I think whenever you get into the peer reviewed sections of a lot of this you know it's 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 it fits certain agendas and we've talked about statistics that are used in such a way that me and you could sit here and pull the same 100 people and have two different sets of statistics on it you know so we don't necessarily know what is we cannot say with 100 percent certainty that something is true and absolute <laughs> you, you just yeah. can't you can't there, there's such a degree of deflection on it and especially with like social media, because think about this, Mike, you know, whenever we were growing up, we had we finally had the Internet like we were coming into like the the very, very dark ages into the Internet anyways. Mm. You know, we actually were going from like dial tone Internet to like DSL. And that's when uh, that's when porn got real good. Yeah, you didn't have to wait. The, yeah, I didn't have to wait for the lines to like pixelate. You're like, oh, my gosh, this is so great. I saw a nipple or something, but. The information that is out here, anybody can put information out on the internet and make it look credible. And you know, it's absolutely wrong. It's like this David Avocado Wolf guy that you see a lot of the times. I I, I think a lot of his shit's bullshit. It's like, here, just take these crystals and you'll feel better. Whenever well, you know it won't happen. Is it wrong though? Is it wrong? No, it's not wrong because you know what? As a, as a free society, you should have that choice to make that choice for yourself. And this I is where this is where the cutoff ahead. is for me. Sorry to interrupt. This is where the cutoff is for me though. Intrinsically, you know that's not going to help. <laughs> you know? You know it's not going to help. If you're like, "Well, I just want to grasp onto something." Then like, "Oh, my kid has a cough, so instead of me going to the store and getting something that works, basically, you know, 95% of the time, we're going to sprinkle some Himalayan sea salt on you." And, and, and turn her diffuser on of essential oils and you may get better or you might get pneumonia and die. I know this is an extreme example, but... No, but it's legitimate. I mean, you're right. I think at some level, they got to know, right? I mean, like, I just want to look some of those people in the face and go, really? Like, you seriously believe this? Just look me right in the face really quick. Just for a second. Look me in the eye. You seriously believe this? Well, that was if, like they, <laughs> if they say yes, I'm like, okay, you're an idiot. <laughs> Well, that's like some, you know, they have a farmer's market here in town and some lady was selling like uh, rocks, basically. And that's what they're just selling, rocks, geodes, whatever. And this girl tried to tell me like, oh, this rock is from the Himalayas. I'm like, no, it's not. <laughs> it's from the river. You painted it like you painted it in your garage. I don't want to hear this. But I think it kind of comes into our point, too, about um, the information. You know, people don't dig into a lot of things. And, and that's what I've kind of liked you know, working at this podcast with you anyways, is that I've kind of taken a more relaxed look on a lot of situations and, and kind of haven't responded as quick that I would have in the past, you know, uh, more so with certain, certain elements uh, of news anyways, because I want to have the, the right information out. And I guess the last one I kind of went, uh, do you remember, I guess this was, what was a couple of weeks back, a month back, mm -hmm. the, uh, the, uh, the white nationalists down in New Zealand that sh that, that killed 50, uh, uh, about 50 plus uh, Muslims 
you know, went into two mosques in New Zealand there, you know, and Oh and, man, and, that was a that was a tough one. And they posted the video of the shooting on YouTube. That was pretty tough. Yeah, you know, and that's crazy. And then and here we go back to these sources, you know, what's real about it, you know, and to have people post memes like, Oh, look at this mosque here. There's no blood on this floor here. It's like how do you even know it's the same mosque? Like this guy went to two different mosques. He went to the Al Noor and Lindenwood Mosque in uh, Christchurch, which are like a few miles away from each other. But people are watching. Like, how do you watch this? Like, what is fucking wrong with people? Just sit here and watch this. Like, you're watching innocent fucking people get slaughtered, slaughtered, and you're yeah. just watching it. Like, this is a society we live in now. Like. And they sit here and they glorify these shootings. There's going to be more shootings like this. I hate to say it, but there is. There there has been for goddamn how long? 40 years at least? I mean. Yeah, I mean, this. I don't think this is a new trend. You know, I just think now we're able to see it because of, you know, the internet. Everybody has access. Everybody can post whatever they want, you know. Um, but yeah, this isn't like a new thing. That's why I get so frustrated about the whole gun control mass shootings thing. People have been being, you know, I'll say slaughtered like this for a long time. This isn't new. I mean, this has been going on. Maybe it's, uh, maybe it's uh, been acerbated. Is that the right word? Acerbated? Uh, I, 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 don't, I don't know, but it sounds good. Uh, exacerbated, maybe is what you're thinking. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Um, you know, by the media. And that maybe that has uh, intrigued more people to want to do it and get that fame. But uh, no, to be honest, I mean, I watch the video. Uh, I don't have any issues watching those videos. I, I watch. I don't I'm not sure why I watch. I like to I like to just see them. So I, I know what's out there and I know what exists. Maybe I don't watch it in like a ooh oh, that's cool. Right. I, well, I, yeah, I, you don't get like a you don't get like a your jollies off on it, I guess. Right. I watch it and get pissed off, but I still think I, I want to see it. Um. And yeah, so we 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 have some Facebook friends, you and I. I won't say their names, but they know <laughs> who they are. Yeah, yeah you know who you are. Yeah. And um, you know, they posted the video and they were like, This is fake, there's no blood pools. And I'm like, dude, look, I watched the entire video and it was real. Like you you could tell it was one hundred percent real. I was like, You shouldn't be saying this isn't real. And uh, he actually came back and said, well, I didn't really watch the whole video. I'm like, okay, well, then shut up. (laughs) You can't have a you can't have a voice or an opinion on something you never even watched. Like, shut up. Like, holy crap. That really that really kind of pissed me off. Like, stop pushing and, you know, quit shoveling shit out. Like my boots, when I get to your page and I'm scrolling through my feed, my boots aren't high enough to freaking deal with the shit you're shoveling here. (laughs) You know, it's like, come on, man. You stop putting out your fake opinion if you didn't even watch the entire video, you know. And then he he came back and said, well, after I watched the whole video, this is real. I'm like, yeah, no shit. <laughs> it's like I told you that you didn't have to watch 17 minutes of this shit. Yeah, I mean, it was that was pretty brutal. I mean, you can tell. I don't know if you watched it or not, but the people who have, you can tell from the manner in which the person went back several times to really ensure uh, people were dead, and even the ones that were dead, you know, were shot multiple times again after they were already dead. I mean, this was. This was um, there was a lot of hate in that. I mean, he was he was making a point. You know, this wasn't like a random thing. This was planned for sure. You know, a lot of hate. 
So yeah, those things you know, suck. Yeah, exactly. You know, and here's the thing too. We kind of touched on in the beginning. You know, about copycat um, fans. These these people have fans. Like I bet this good dude is getting like all sorts of pictures and stuff. That's like the kid, the the Parkland shooter. The the Parkland shooter, like yeah. he's, he's getting like marriage requests. Girls are sending him like nude photographs. It was the same with Charlie Manson. It was the same with Ted Bundy. All of these folks, there's like a certain subsection of society that like really enjoys this. Like, how do we how do we stop that? Do we just not put the killers on TV? Do we not? I mean, because it, it seems to me like when we have tragedies like this, like I can't tell you the victims' names in a lot of this. I might be able to tell you like the school, like Columbine and and stuff like that. I can't tell you who was killed, but I can tell you who the killers are. You know, you had that Harris kid in in Columbine and and the other kid dribble. I want to say dribble like King of the Hill. It wasn't dribble. (laughs) Klebel, I think, or something like that. It started with a K. Um, You know, this Parkland shooter, he had this cruise kid, uh, this guy in New Zealand, this uh, gosh, I just went over the rant on him. I'd see the guy's name, but we know the guy's name. We don't know the victims. So in my opinion is that we need to talk more about the victims. You know, I think it's desensitized quite a bit. You know, it it really is. It's it's really desensitized and we don't sit here and put a, a value on it. We put a value on the killer and how evil and vicious the guy is, but we don't put an empathetic value on the, on the people that are killed and their survivors in a way. And I think that's why a lot of times in my opinion, I like, I'm going to say my opinion twice in the same thought, but really though, and that's why I think these, these keep happening. You know, if they stop the media coverage, if they stop this, stop that and put a little empathetic view on things, I think it would, um, it would negate some of them. It's not going to stop them because this happens all around the world every day. Yeah. There's ma- there's mass shootings every day, and I think the FBI calls a mass shooting like three or four people getting killed in a scenario that indiscriminate killing is basically what it's called, but it has to be three or four. No, I think it's more than six. Uh, I think the last time I looked is four, but okay, I'll go with yours then. I yeah, didn't look it up. no, no, it's fine. But uh, but anyways, you know this happens around the world every day, all parts of the world, you know, but it's yeah. not all in the news. Yeah, and I mean, what's really frustrating about the um, about the news is that they are clearly very biased in what they are um, uh, reporting on. So, I mean, we get a lot of these school shootings that happen with pistols, and they don't say a damn thing. You know, look at when uh, YouTube was shot up. It was a a white or not a white. It was like a was she a, a Muslim feminist and shot up YouTube with a pistol? And uh, there was like not a peep about it, you know. But if it would have been, if it would have been like a white male with an AR, it would have been all over the news. But my my point there is, why is there a difference, and why do they care if they're really worried about the the um, the deaths and the guns? Why aren't they reporting it? They should all be worth reporting. Not like, oh, enough people weren't killed or what, you know, whatever. It shouldn't, there shouldn't be like a number put on these people's lives, you know? So that's where a lot of distrust comes from, um, you know, the media. It's BS. Yeah. You know, and I, here, here's what it is. You know, this lady walked into YouTube with a, it says Smith and Wesson nine millimeter semi automatic pistol. Mm-hmm. Woohoo. 
I just, I don't, I don't get it. Like I see what you're saying, you know, life should have a level value. A life is a life is a life anyways. But yeah, I, I think there's, there's just certain agendas, obviously. I mean, that, that, that's what we see here. That's like with the Las Vegas shooting and um, all these other shootings, you know, oh, we, we, we don't have bump stocks now because one guy supposedly used a bump stock, which I, I think we could do a show about the Las Vegas shooting because I'm, I'm calling something doesn't smell right on that. And I'll just leave it at that, not to get into that wormhole <laughs> anyways. Well, yeah, but I mean, you mentioned bump stocks. I mean, so just real quick, that just shows how extremely reactionary and petty they are. Like, do you seriously think bump stocks are going to stop anything? Like, not having a bump stock is going to prevent literally anything. No, no, it's not. People have been getting killed before bump stocks. They're gonna, they're still getting killed after bump stocks. That didn't increase or decrease anything. And I'm honestly not convinced that that was a bump stock. Uh, I've never used a bump stock, but I've seen videos of them and they are not as awesome as people think. I mean, no. it's all about your finger placement on the actual trigger and getting that good recoil on your shoulder so that the gun is actually hitting your finger. It's right. not like you just hold the trigger down and this thing bump fires. That's not how that works. You have to have your no, finger in the a, right it's spot. Automatic. It's not automatic. It's like you're saying, you know, and you have to sit there and time it just right too to get in that cadence back and forth. So yeah. <laughs> it, here's the thing though, is that I, I talked about this. I had a video a while back. I posted probably, I don't know once the shooting came out. So let's say three weeks, a month ago. Right. And I went on a little rant, kind of out of character for me, but I, I went on it anyways. But what I see here is that we always blame the instrument. Always blame the instrument. Somebody yeah. stabbed. Uh, airplane flies into a building. You know, somebody uses fertilizer to blow up a federal building in Oklahoma City. It, it's mm. always, you know, we, we focus on that first. And especially guns. Guns are such a polarizing topic in america but here's the thing i have a gun somewhere it's in the lake you know if the fbi is listening or whatever but uh <laughs> you know i could put a gun hypothetically right next to me and it's not going to hurt anybody it's yeah. not going to hurt anybody mike when is that gun going to hurt somebody pop quiz hot shot when is that gun going to hurt somebody um honestly i think the only way it could is if i think a. Uh... A, a human picked it up and and pulled the trigger. I, I'm, so, I'm just somebody, somebody, yeah, somebody has to mechanically actuate that trigger, and it could be indiscriminate. It could be an accident. You know, I, I see these stories about these poor kids getting killed because mm -hmm. you know they they find a gun and they're not taught proper gun safety. You know, and they sit there and they play around with it. They show off to their friend and they shoot their friend or they shoot themselves or, or, or things like that. And we have these mass shootings and we always say, well, it's the gun's fault. The gun is not going to go out. It's an inanimate object that is not going to go out and kill people. It's the person behind the gun. And they say, well, why do people kill? I don't know. That's That's been happening since... Adam and Eve, you know, Cain slaying Abel, if you want to go back to biblical times, and there's been murders probably way before that as well. Yeah. You know, and, and people are like, well, you know, we need to do this. We need to, I, I think, like, I don't know, 24 to 72 hours after the uh, the massacre in New Zealand, like the New Zealand government's like, hey, turn in your guns. And New Zealand's like, nah, dog. <laughs> nah, we cool. I think out of like 1.2 million residents that have guns or whatever per their census, like 37 turned them in. <laughs> 
Oh my gosh, really? I didn't, look, I didn't look at that. Yeah, I think that's the last I saw, and that was a couple of weeks ago, but it's not a gun problem. It's not a fucking gun problem. It's a people problem. It is, yeah, a, I mean, it is a people problem 100 fucking percent. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, you don't uh, you don't see people calling to turn in vehicles because of drunk drivers. I mean, they just beat drunk drivers with the law. I mean, until they just can't drive anymore, you know. Uh, and we enforce those laws. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, we have so many. Weird. Yeah, we have so many laws in place for gun ownership, but they're not necessarily enforced. Um, so that's a problem in its own. It's not that we need to create new laws and more laws. It's well, let's. Maybe we just try and enforce the ones that we currently have. You know, nobody's trying to stop doctors. And there's probably a better argument there, um, you know, for why we're not. But, I mean, mal- malpractice kills more people than guns do every year, probably by double. Um, what else? I mean, shit. Everybody's cool with abortion. I know not everybody thinks it's a baby. You know, we had that discussion already. <laughs> yes, yes, we did. <laughs> but, I mean, we abort more babies than uh, guns kill per year. Um what else? I mean, it, the list goes on. You know, I think there was another thing that says like people are killed more by hammers per year than they are actual uh, gun violence. Yeah. See, and I saw some sort of fact the other day, or I shouldn't say fact, but I saw some sort of figure. Let's see here. All right. We're getting into some sort of figures here, but like, all right. Obesity kills. <laughs> Let's see oh, here. Geez. Yeah, like, well, it, it's something like 28 like child is like childhood obesity compared to like childhood like gun violence or, or or gun violence in general but like children are like 28 more times likely to die of obesity than of gun violence <laughs> easily well think about it you know they have we, we have such a subsidy on corn and this is where i think the shift in american diets took um mm probably once they started getting this high fructose corn syrup into it, you know, we have such these subsidies on corn. We're like, Oh my gosh, you know, we need to have, you know, something to do on this. It looks like now obesity kills more people than smoking. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, this is what, how fucking fat of a country we live in, you know, They're like, Holy cow, man. It sounds like you need to get back in the gym. I, I am son. <laughs> I need oh, to get it. I need to hit it. I need to hit it harder. Apparently, <laughs> you know, uh, you know how I can tell I'm getting old. It's because uh, so I, I told myself once I was finished with school, I would go back to the gym. So I started going back to the gym this uh, this Monday or Tuesday. I don't know this week. Uh, I did the elliptical all week. <laughs> That's all I did was the elliptical. That's how you know I'm old. <laughs> hey, you're doing something, man. I mean, you, you're making the you're making the effort on it. I just, yeah. I just don't, I don't get it. You know, it's, that's, we live in, we live in such a time. Like I said, I think we're getting older and kind of like being woke. Oh, oh yes. Here you go. This is what I fucking hate hearing. I'm so woke. woke. I'm so woke. You're not even woke to this. Like what? Like, I don't care. First of all, or like, I like posting shit and I try to, here you go. Folks that follow me on my personal page is like, I post stuff at times just to see if somebody's going to bite. And sometimes yeah, you have lucky. to. Sometimes I get lucky and sometimes I don't. But it's, I just I like to see it because some people just like they go absolutely ape shit. <laughs> I, know, I love it. Absolutely ape shit. Well, how could you think of that? And blah, 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 blah. Like, dude. <laughs> oh, yeah. That or I like chiming in on other people's pages where I can see that it's just like the mindless leading the mindless. They're all just ranting about what they don't even know about. And I just chime in and go, you know, you all are stupid, right? 
like none of you know anything about this. You're just everybody's just bitching about their own opinion here. This is not none of this is factual. <laughs> They're just, it's like crickets or I just get yelled at or shunned off the page. You're like, you're like, oh, don't you come here with your facts and 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 learning. <laughs> don't you dare talk right about me. I tell you what really pisses people off, though, Mike, this is a great one to do to you. Like if you get into a serious conversation, like just start posting uh gifs gifs you know, oh yeah memes i just post memes like random ones where they go get off here if you're not gonna be serious oh yeah i always post the gif of hillary with her weird face with her mouth open and she's all like googly eyed <laughs> like oh dude i do that on the local uh the evansville uh, courier and press <laughs> oh it is great because you see these people here and like we live in hardcore like trump country and it is great because people are just like totally mm. on that bandwagon you know and it's like if you put anything or like you're a libtard and then if you do anything about uh you know them you know oh my god you're a you're a magma man or, or whatever the fuck it is and <laughs> it's like come on man like can we not have a discussion like literally i god i wish you were on here i know we had the discussion about the the 10 year old drag queen and that the the child drag queens probably i don't know a month and a half ago about queen lacticia and, and yeah all that in canada well down here at the public library they had a uh what was it a drag show reading hour or something like that basically a drag queen came in and read to the kids right yeah why dude dude it was like it was crazy down here for like a month that was all that was on the news like that was all that was on the news. And whenever it's a basic choice, like take your kid there or don't take your kid there. It's not like you're, you're funding it. You don't have to pay to go in. You don't have to go. Yeah. You know? But how many kids showed up? There was it a packed it house was, with, it kids was a over capacity. They were turning kids away. Oh, good. Parents and kids turning them away. Like this capacity. But they said like the, the protesters outside were just saying like vile things to people as they walked in. Like, Jeez. Just, I'm like, aren't you like the you know the super religious types that are supposed to be like you know blah 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 but noah's like the westboro baptist folks they're like you know god hates fags and it, dude it turned into like a big deal like i think i had like they had the police down there obviously and like you couldn't get in yeah. unless you had a child with you and and all this good stuff like ma'am why are you taking your child in a carton of eggs yeah <laughs> <laughs> like i just wanted to go just so like i could get in a fight like, I mean, isn't that bad? Like, that's the only thing I, I look forward to is like, I don't care about seeing a drag queen and I don't care about being read to because a, my kids know how to read and B, I somewhat know how to read. But like, I just wanted to go down there and just like pick a fight. Like, let's go. <laughs> you just go down there with a knuckle dragon, Billy goat review banner. You're like, listen to our show. We'll talk about this all day. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, do you want to hear about this? Do you guys know about a queen lacticia? <laughs> <laughs> we love we love trump too <laughs> you gotta do it in your your best redneck voice oh dude i got coverall well not cover yeah what's the ones that overall yeah, yeah over yeah. overalls yeah the ones that you, with the, the suspenders yeah yeah. yeah yeah i got a pair of those man i can fit in they took our jobs took our jobs <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? Oh, that's another fallacy, too. I like that one. No. Yeah. They really do, man. They take our jobs. What jobs? Jobs that we don't want to do. Oh, whatever. You think you're going to pay a kid to go pick fruit? Yes. You can't, no, you, fuck off. Um, so, 
All right. So let's all right, let's let's transition this here. Well, yeah, let's let's do it. All right. We got um we'll probably wrap this up in the next, I don't know, fifteen minutes or so. But let's see where we can go with this. Yeah, definitely. Go ahead. What are your thoughts on the increase of minimum wage and the existence of a minimum wage? I, you know what? People should have the opportunity to make money. Uh, minimum wage by inflation standards should be like 21 bucks if we actually had a minimum wage here in this country. But here's the thing. I think if we have a, a designated minimum wage, we should have a designated tax increase. And I know that people don't like to hear that. But if you're paying more, you need to be taxed more. I need to contribute more. That's what these people don't understand. I, I think a lot of times, too, it, you know what? Increasing minimum wage might actually be an interesting deterrent for uh, social welfare. You ever think about that? No, I haven't. But I do have some very strong opinions on this that I'm going to roast you on here in a second because oh, you're I, making I, me angry. I, I figured as much. So I'm just going to keep on that. Pay them more. Tax them more. Let them feel the burn. Right. So let me let me <laughs> feel the burn. I hate Bernie. Bernie's definitely not. I don't even know why he's running for president again. But anyway. Isn't he like 140? Yeah, I think the last time I saw him, he was like a suit and bones. <laughs> Maybe like he's like a Ruth Gator. Uh, <laughs> oh, Ruth yeah. Gator Ginsburg, you know. So do you think an increased minimum wage creates more opportunity and makes more jobs? No. Okay. Because you said, Okay, because you said everybody should have the opportunity. They should have the opportunity if they work towards it, right? They should have an opportunity to make that money, but it's like anything else. You know, if you're not suited for the job, you're not suited for the job. Okay. So would you then assume that an increased minimum wage would actually decrease jobs? Uh, well, yeah, obviously. I mean, we see that from businesses and how they go nowadays. Okay. You know, it's all about money. You're okay. going gonna to be decreased, but I think with the increased minimum wage, you might garner better talent. I, I don't think it's going to be an end all of it's not going to be like the great, the saving grace yes. on a lot of that. I, I do think people should be paid a little bit more, but the thing is too, is that you need to be qualified for it. And I think a lot of these people are like, well, I just need to be 15 bucks an hour to, uh, well, right. Well, I need to have 15 bucks an hour to flip burgers. Like, I'm sorry, that takes no skill. Well, exactly. Well, exactly. And that, you know, and that's part of my point here. The more you increase the mandatory wage, you have to pay somebody, the more people become unqualified for that position. And we're talking about service positions, positions that don't necessarily generate profit or revenue for a company. These are positions that companies fulfill with people that they just need to have there to be pleasant to customers and provide a service. That's, that's it. So, um, you know, a lot of the jobs that you see going away. So that, actually, let me back up. The more you increase uh, minimum wage, the more companies will automate things and the more you create an uh, unemployed population because you can no longer afford to pay an employee to do a service that doesn't generate revenue. And so let's say the $15 minimum wage. If you are making fries at McDonald's or working any job at McDonald's, right, unless you're a manager, you do not generate $15 an hour. So you have to reduce the amount of people you can em you employ or raise 
the raise the value or what you're selling your product as. And that's just not going to work because people aren't going to buy a $6 burger. That's not the meal. That's just the burger. It's just not going to happen. You know, so this really pushes people out of jobs. And I know this is going to be a little bit long winded here, but I would, I am in support of either no minimum wage or a vastly reduced minimum wage that never increases. I mean, like down to $3 an hour. Because here's the thing, right? Some money is better than no money. And there's a lot of people that would be very comfortable working for a couple dollars an hour. And this is why this is obviously not to raise a family. Okay. And I hate that argument because people always go, well, I, this isn't enough money to make a family. Well, you're right. It's not. Neither is $15 an hour. And, you know, to be frank, you shouldn't be raising a family at $15 an hour. You should be studying, working on your career, getting into a position where you can raise a family and then start a family. You don't start a family and then try and get money. You set yourself up, then make a family. And I mean, that's just not taught. You know, people are getting out of whack with this type of stuff. But I do believe that with a reduced minimum wage, you increase, um, uh, what's it called? Uh, you increase uh, like competition, right? So you now have more people that can compete for these jobs, which is going to make them want to either work harder or they'll stay comfortable making a couple dollars an hour. I mean, people used to pump your gas for you, right? But minimum wage can't, you know, increased and came about and you just can't do that. That service is gone. You can't pay somebody $8 an hour to pump your gas because there's, there's just no profit there. You're giving money away, you know? So all, all increasing and all the increase of minimum wage does and the, the existence of minimum wage does is push people into unemployment because they're not skilled and they can't get the experience. More and more companies aren't wanting to hire somebody that will, you know, eventually get the experience to be a really good employee because they're paying a price of somebody that should already have the experience. So anyway, that's my long-winded spiel. What, do you, what are your thoughts on that? I know that was long-winded, buddy. No, 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 that's fine. Um, I think in theory, though, here's that would work if we didn't have such a welfare state. <laughs> and, and here's here's where I'm going to go with this, right? So while you're we're talking with your very well thought out um, um, talk there. Spiel. Yeah, spiel. 38 states in the United States, freaking minimum wage is less than welfare welfare is the highest paying entry-level job in all but 15 states so 35 states welfare pays more i think there's something in the stats here like 11 states like the welfare pays more than first-year teachers i mean yeah. this, is, this is the country we live in and, and and what is it in 35 states even after accounting for the earned income tax credit and paid more than 15 hours 15 bucks per hour in 13 states and I granted this is probably some of the larger states like New York, California, yeah. like that, where that's not shit. But still, you know, we have a seven and what is it, seven and a quarter um, minimum wage in the United States, I believe, federally, anyway. States can adjust as needed. Mm -hmm. But, you know, seven and a quarter <laughs> in 2019 when it should be $21 an hour. Uh, we, we've seen the automation coming, Mike. It's it's been coming for quite some time. I mean, I, I think in the next ten years, a lot of your restaurants, you're just going to have somebody like servicing the machines that are making the fries and burgers. Like that is such an automated process that you could do. 
put burger down on hot grill, flip one minute, flip one minute, boom, put on bun. <laughs> yeah. Know? Yeah. But you don't have to do that right now. You know what I'm saying? I mean, so here's the thing. If, if that was already a better idea, companies would do that, but currently it is easier and they have a better customer experience to have a physical person there. Companies don't always want to just automate to get people out of there, you know, to save money because sometimes you don't actually save money by automating. I mean, yes, it's easier on the back end potentially, but you lose a lot of the customer interaction. And that's why a lot of people go to certain places because of the customer inter interaction, but they're being forced to push this automation due to an increase of, of wages, a mandatory wage that just it's, I mean, it's sending companies backwards. Um, what else did you say? You said something that was, that was very interesting. I can't remember. Oh, okay. So the welfare state, <clears throat> I don't think that that should go away, but I think it's a problem. You're right. But here's what I'm, here's what I would, here's what I would propose. Would it be a bad idea to say, okay, let's reduce minimum wage. You know, if we had to have minimum wage, let's reduce it to $3 an hour. Maybe that's extreme $3 an hour. And then you supplement with welfare. You don't make that your income. You make a, a supplement. So that while you're actually working and getting a, you know, a, we'll say a very minimum wage, um, you can still be learning new skills, being educated. You know, you learn things while you're in these positions. It's they're not even though it's a low paid position, a service industry position, you still learn essential skills that you could build on over time and get better jobs. And then you slowly become uh, less dependent upon the welfare as you increase your pay you know, when you get those, 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 uh, paychecks, your welfare slowly backs off. I mean, I, there's definitely way better systems we could do than what we're doing now. You know, just giving people money because they don't have a job is definitely, definitely hurting society overall. Yeah. You know, and you see these stories too, you know, I, I know quite a few people have been on these social help programs, I guess, welfare and stuff like that. And the NF used it accordingly and, and he used it to better themselves and they, they are, way better off today than what they were you know they needed help at the time and that's and that's admirable but i think we have essentially like a safety blanket for folks and some folks are just comfortable in that you know some folks are just comfortable just getting their check and sitting on their nuts yeah. all day you know and I, I like i like the example that you brought forth is that you know what yeah maybe you do start funding them at a certain percentage but you say hey in a year you need you know you're more than capable to do this and you need to do this to keep this and if not well here you go, <laughs> you know, kick rocks. Yeah. I mean, what are your thoughts on this? I mean, wouldn't it, would it, I won't say wouldn't it, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but would it be better to have people earning their own money, even at a minimum, you know, let's, you know, the people who are disabled or can't work or have a really hard time finding a job, you're telling me that they couldn't work a couple hours a week making two to three dollars an hour. Now, I know that that sounds, oh my God, that's it. That's all they would make. That's nothing. Well, you're right, but so is nothing. And that's what they're currently doing because they can't get a job with no skills at $10 an hour, $15 an hour. They just can't do it. They don't have any skills, but they could fulfill a couple dollar an hour job where they slowly learn those skills. And it may take them longer. It may take them another 10 years to get to an $8 an hour job. But the fact of the matter is, some money is better than no money. And if we're going to take this full circle here, I mean, 
then they're starting to be a contributor to the tax, right? And then we actually have them helping with tax. Yeah, they're still going to get taxed on their $3, but at a much lower rate. So, I mean, but at least they're, be, they're being a productive part of society while still getting their welfare check, just at a, a smaller percentage because, you know, you're going you're gonna to average that out, right? I mean, you're not going to give them their full welfare check plus what they're working. I mean, you, you give them a percentage-based deal, you know? What, what are your thoughts on something like that? Yeah, I mean, it'd be something to, to toy around with, definitely. Um, some money is better than no money, obviously. You know, getting our getting our kick out going forward on that is good, obviously. I, I don't know how I really feel about it, to be quite honest with you. I kind of had like a an impasse at it. I, I just, I, I wish people were intrinsically motivated to do the stuff like that. Like say, okay, well, I know I'm only going to make a couple bucks an hour at this job, but... You know, I'm I'm uh, I'm definitely going to do my best at it. And I'm going to sit here and learn skills from it is that, you know, I just I just don't think it's there. I don't think, you know, especially in our country, I just don't I just don't think it's there now. And I really wish it was, but it's not, you know, especially when you have this welfare blanket to come back to that's going to pay you whatever you need. You know, you see these folks on welfare that have like uh, uh, not Maseratis, but, you know, they have you know, iPhones, the latest iPhones and nice clothes. And, you know, they're eating steak and stuff like that. And we're sitting here eating macaroni. We got full-time jobs. So I don't, I don't know how I feel about that. I would like something, some sort of program like you're talking about, you know, get them into learning a trade and say, okay, we'll pay you this. And then kind of basically almost wean them off in a yeah. way, you know, and I can understand, well, you know, maybe you're food poor, you know, maybe you're food poor. Maybe for a while they sit there and, and they keep that program on to you but maybe it's just something they take away at a certain time because we've essentially had a welfare state since lbj or even mm -hmm. before then probably you know and that's where we're in the condition we're in now so <laughs> dude i've yeah. had a, a great time dude it is so great to have you back like i'm not sitting here sucking up to you because i don't have any reason to but no it, do it, it, do it, it, it it's great it up. It, it's great to have you back congratulations on your uh mba uh another thing i did i know that you've seen it but uh, we started a youtube channel now and have a link out on that so a lot of our podcast that we post up through soundcloud and itunes is on um youtube now i had a request from somebody to put it on youtube and i know it's something we talked about a while back and i finally figured it out so as usual you can follow us on our facebook page at the knuckle dragon billy Gate review with mike and josh um also on soundcloud itunes and the new youtube so uh from the Knuckle Dragon Billy Goat Review, this is Josh. I'm Mike. And we are out.